Hello and welcome back to another episode of Disableship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. And today we are talking about Jesus and temptation. And, uh, Sorry, that just made me think of the band The Temptations, but that's not what we're talking about. No Motown today Motown. that I'm aware of. Um, one of the things, right, that we right away put you on the spot. Me? Yeah. How would you define temptation? The like desire to do something that you know you're not supposed to do. Ooh, well done. You didn't even read the notes that no, I, I didn't. What you, is but it? says being enticed to do what is displeasing to God for personal pleasure. Mm-hmm. I came across that one thought. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. It's often viewed as uh, also temptation is a shortcut is put in front of us mm. that will get you to the thing that you want without doing it God's way. Right. Right? Whatever that might be. Um, so Satan, in the, in the stories that we're going to get to, Satan is usually presenting his best option before God actually brings his best option. Right. And Satan's obviously is totally, again, this theology bit. Uh, lots of people have a misconception of oh, yeah. the power and the authority that Satan has. Satan is mm. a created being. We know that. He's a fallen angel. So God created him. This is not equal and opposite powers, good right. versus evil. This is God, the creator, dealing with one of his creation, right? Mm-hmm. Again. So Satan has to be devious and deceitful and tricky and sneaky to keep doing the stuff that he's doing right. because he does not actually have equal authority or power to God. But he likes us to think that he does. He really does. That's part yes. of the temptational thing, right, is that he is, he's presenting like he can actually give us the good thing that we want, that, whatever right. it might be. Can you right? usurp God in our lives? And here's the deal with temptation. It okay. usually starts in private, hmm. and then it grows into a public, you know, yep. sin. Right. Uh, if it's able to continue. Right, right? to get motion and to so traction. So one of the things that we're going to talk about and work through is the reality that Jesus himself was tempted, and then, uh, which means being tempted can't be sin. Right, absolutely. Right, so the temptation is not the sin. So then the question becomes, how does all of the stuff that we've learned about temptation in Scripture... How does that work together? So the first thing we're going to look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11, 12, and 13. 11, 12, and 13. Okay, I have to find it here. Now these things have happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction. On whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Yeah. So Paul writes here to the Corinth church, and he's saying, look, you want to stand with God, Hmm. there's going to be temptations. Yes. Like, it's just, this is is life. If you think that life is going to get easy and it's going to be a you know easy path with no difficulties and there's never no going hard to be choices. A, there's never going to be a moment yeah exactly where you have hard <laughs> choices where you or or what looks like an easy choice to escape right. hard consequences yeah. okay fair right because mm-hmm. we just you know the last podcast as we're going through the Psalms we're talking about 
David living in the sin of his, the consequences the consequence, of his, yeah, of his heavy sin. And you talked him. about the instruction of the Lord. And, and, and here Paul is saying temptation is going to come. Yeah. How we deal with this is the key. Right? It's what matters, that's right. It's what we matter. So we will face temptation, but God will provide a way of escape, mm-hmm. right? And lots of people will say, well, God will never give you more than you can handle, or God will never put you in a temptation situation where you, you can't uh, stand up against it. And here in Corinthians 10, it, it literally tells, First Corinthians 10, it literally tells us, no, you might need an escape route, <laughs> right? <laughs> you might, because right in the next verse, it's like flee, yeah. Like it's, this oh, is yeah, an active yeah. Yeah. action. You, you need to have a way to get out of this. And we often uh, miss the escape route that right. God is providing for us. And then we follow our feelings and our desires <laughs> and that leads to consequences. And the reality is God has always put an opportunity for us to turn from um, sin. Yeah. Most of us just miss the corner hmm. way back at the temptation stage, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a there's a reality where you know if you have a particular sin issue, um, putting yourself in the situation where you're confronted with that sin as an option, like so, for example, um, drugs, alcohol, sex, any of those kinds of things, you put the object of your desire physically within your grasp in front of you, right? you've already missed the corner because yeah. the corner yeah. was to not have it in front of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be somewhere else. You're not right? fleeing. You're not mm-hmm. fleeing, right? That's right. So You're that, entertaining that it. Paul is warning us about that, and, and I think it helps us. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about Jesus and the temptations and how they work in our life. Let's We can look at the spot where the truth of Hebrews comes alive. He's tempted just like us, the temptations of Jesus. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 4. And it's uh, 13 verses, verses 1 through 13. Luke chapter 4. The temptation of Jesus. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, to you, oh, he's so ballsy, hey, to you, sorry, I don't know if I can say that, to you, I will give, like he's talking to Jesus, to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Yeah, it's all good. It's just it just amazes me sometimes. Like the audacity. Satan Satan is audacious. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So forty days in the desert. Here's a couple things that we always seem to miss as as believers. Who led Jesus into the desert? The Holy Spirit. For what purpose? To be tempted by the devil. But I find it interesting that do we often think of too like 
he was there for 40 days without eating at yeah. all. And it was at the end of this. So he was weak physically. He would have been weak and tired. Yeah. Oh, weak, tired, worn out. A little desperate maybe, like in the the human yeah. body, uh, right? I mean, I get kind of cranky after Oh, I can't go minutes. two hours. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I can't go two hours without <laughs> yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. 40 minutes. You're a lot better than that, actually. Uh, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, turned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil. We have three and it took about 45 seconds to read them. 40 days. Yeah, 40 days. So this is like not... Never like, ending. We think about the temptations of Jesus and this story, and we think, oh, there was three things that the devil tempted him with. No, no, there was 40 Oh, I see, yeah. I days. never actually thought about that either. I thought he was there maybe by himself for 40 days. No, the Holy Spirit led him the into the wilderness it. for 40 no, days right. being Absolutely. tempted. That's, that's, what a, it that's says. an active verb. That's what it says. Right? It's, yeah. It, there, this temptation was so much more. Now, maybe it's the same three packaged a different way over and over mm. and over and over. Mm. I don't know. Um, but there's this reality that this is so much more than just he was hungry yeah, and, and tired yeah. at the end of a long camping trip that was poorly planned. Right. right. right? Speaking from experience on that, maybe. No, I plan to not take food when oh, I go okay. out in the woods. But I, yeah, no. <laughs> the woods will provide. Um, <laughs> well, the desert, not so much. <laughs> I get, there's still food there. So I mean, when you watch Bear Girls, the desert, you can find yeah. all kinds of things. But <laughs> sorry, but uh, no, you're right. Yeah. He went in there just for the sole purpose of being tempted. Yeah. Like, and the Holy Spirit led him there. This was part of this is part of of Christ being able to, you know, the the passage that we're going to get to in Hebrews. He he's tempted in every way, just like yeah. us. Yeah. And so there's this reality that 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 the temptation is so much more, and he would have been physically and mentally worn out. Mm. after 40 days of not being hungry. Um, if you've ever gone multiple days where you just don't have enough food, it really gets hard to make cognitive decisions, right? Yeah. Um, I having, don't even think I've gone a full... Well, you know, the 30-hour famine, I would have gone. Yeah. That's like the longest I think I've ever 30 gone 30-hour famine is that long because medical people say you can't let, like, high school students do mm. a fundraiser and starve them for more than a day and a half, a day and a quarter. Right. Right? Like, it's just, you're not allowed. Um you know, the old, the old adage is you can go three minutes without air, yeah, yeah. three days without water, 30 days yeah. without food. Now, I, I hazard a guess to t say that most people are done after about four or five days of no food. Just listless, your brain, no energy. Your brain can't work properly anymore. You don't have the fatty tissue being mm -hmm. supplied with the nutrients that it needs, and things start to get really hard to make good decisions. Right. And I think this is what we're supposed to remember in this is that most of us are not going to make it 40 days and be alive. No. That's... Let alone have the cognitive ability to remember scripture and use it as, as a defense without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. So absolutely. we have that reality. But there's three temptations. First one was physical. Jesus was tempted to meet his need f with food. Yeah. Uh, second was, uh, you know, I'm going to give you what the world could give you, power, wealth, prestige, whatever. Um, the third one was pride, like take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I can give you all of these things. Yeah. And, and that third one, by the way, is the sin that Satan couldn't resist himself. That's fair. Yeah, right? that's, that's true. I just... Like, he's so audacious to think I... Like, he's talking yeah. to Jesus. He would know that he is God the Son. Oh, yeah. He would have known him. Yeah, he would have From before, been. like... I I just I just can't even believe the brashness of him. <laughs> the brashness. 
searching. I gotta stay away from a different word. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I shouldn't have said that, but Um, anyway. So Jesus uses scripture every time and trust in God to escape, right? Hmm. So yeah, totally. So in this moment, Jesus's mode of escape was actually developed years ahead, right? In memorizing scripture, in knowing the word of God, yeah, right. So when we don't prepare ourselves by studying God's word. We miss an escape route. Yeah, we miss an opportunity to uh, reorder, reorder our thoughts and reorientate our brain when we're tempted with physical things or or uh, shortcuts to the to the stuff that the world offers or that pride of life where we want what we want. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it gets to the very end, and it says, "And the devil ended his temptation. He departed from him for." Uh, until until uh, next time, until right, an opportune time, <laughs> I'm coming right? back. And, and this is the next thing, right? There's lots of people that will say, "I'm tempted by the devil to mm. do this." Um, as we say these things, I mean, Satan is the leader of the spiritual realm of darkness. Yeah, um, it is a finite group. You can read about this. Maybe we'll do a podcast one day. But uh, uh, one third of the angels were cast out of heaven with Lucifer, who was an archangel. So. Gabriel, Michael, and mm. Lucifer. Mm. One third leaves, two thirds stay. So there's two angels for every one demon. Uh, Lucifer is a created being, so he's not equal in power to Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit. He is subject to them all. Right. And here we go with this reality that it sounds like Satan just kind of shadowed Jesus looking for the opportunities to stick his nose in and cause problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so towards the end, obviously, there's a crucifixion and the there's clearly uh, an animosity between the Pharisees and Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And Satan is at work working through those things. But when we use the vernacular in our language, Satan is out to get me. Hmm. We are ascribing ourselves a pretty high standard. Right. Um, Satan is a finite being. He can't be everywhere. He is not God. So in the world currently, if you are feeling like you're tempted by Satan... You are you are also kind of ascribing to yourself the power and the authority of the most influential person in the yeah. in the Christian world to be tripped up by the, by the demons. Spiritual warfare is a real thing. Yeah, demons, demons can are be a real part thing, of sure. your life in a real way. Um, but we oftentimes we want to, and this is the trick. It's the third temptation. It's the pride. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. important. Right, and we fall for that in the midst of our temptations to say, "I'm important enough that I I get the full attention of what Jesus got." Yeah. Right, and yeah. and that's one of the things that right away we have to remember where we fit in all of these things and how this goes. Um, okay, so after Luke four passage, First um, Corinthians ten thirteen again was that passage that talked about the escape. So yeah, where it says, "No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man." God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So Satan can't set a trap for you or me hmm. or anyone. Yeah, this holds a lot of that weight. God does not provide a way out or believes that you can stand up to. So that is the all-knowing, all-powerful, infinite, knows-everything God is saying, you can stand up for this, yeah. to this, and there is an escape for you. Yeah. Satan can't trap you perfectly. 
No. He is finite in his power. And that's one of the things that we have to understand is he, he, Satan and, and the demons don't have free reign over us. And they don't know everything about us. They're not no, all knowing. They're not no. all, you know, it, everywhere When you invite them in and you surrender yourself to, to that, then it's a problem, right? Absolutely. Um, we got uh, James. There, I do. James chapter 1, verses 13, 14, and 15. I do. Let no one say when he is tempted... I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Yeah, so verse 13, Satan is the source of the temptations. And and this is one of those things I like C.S. Lewis. Who doesn't? Uh, good author. We've got the uh, screw tape letters, if you've ever read oh, that, where well. <laughs> it's a lesser demon talking to him. And now I have an audio version that people like to borrow every once in a while. And hmm. uh, Andy Serkis, the guy who in The Lord of the Rings is Gollum, and uh, in The Planet of the Apes, he's Caesar. He, he's a voice actor, predominantly. He's in the yeah. Marvel movies yeah. as well. That's true. Um, he's, he's fantastic. But, you know, if, you're, if you've watched uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, he's Gollum with that creepy little voice. and. He does an audio version of that with the BBC for the radio, and it is absolutely phenomenal. And every time I loan it out, people listen, to, people listen to it until they accidentally try to listen to it while like they're driving or something like <laughs> that. And then people stop because they're like, I cannot listen to this in the dark because it's just kind of creepy. He makes the voices come come alive in your, your, your imagination. But yeah, it's that kind of idea, this world of... Um, the demonic realm working like a, you know, some kind of an army where Satan is the top. He has got lots of power and authority over his dominions, but he has none over us. And the source yeah. of temptations is coming from him as he wants people tripped up and, and to fall away from God. And he wants to mess up our lives, um, but he hmm. has no authority. He has no, no ability. No, we have to give it to him. And there right? is a way for us to stand up and to escape. Yeah. So verses 14 and 15, he uses our evil desires to entice us to go against God's plan, God's order, God's mm-hmm. God's desire for yeah. us, right? So we have this reality that if you have a proclivity towards a particular sin, right, he will use that against you all the time. Always. So the trick here, the 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 thing we need to learn is that we have to protect ourselves by staying far away from that, right? right. So we don't put ourselves into the situations where uh, that will cause us to 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 fall and to stumble. Uh, when we give in to our evil desires, we sin, but God is always providing a way out. We've heard this multiple times, and, and there's kind of a track that things kind of follow on, and curiosity leads to enticement. So we see something, we're like, what's that? Now you start to look at it a bit more, and you're like, I want that. Then you start to plan how to get that. Mm-hmm. Then you actually take it. Right. So now you're sinning. I like how it says, though, it's by our own evil desires. So it's not that our desire yeah. is the sin. Yeah. It's when we act on that desire. Yeah. And we let it take over. Well, and see, then we take it and we <laughs> sin. <coughs> but me. then it turns into continual sin. The, yeah, the habitual. Like you, just don't, you just don't care anymore. Well, and we you can become desensitized, right? Like, oh, it yeah. wasn't that bad. Or... And then that leads to destruction. That leads to death. Right? Yeah. And so if you were to look here and go, where's the escape? Hmm. It's probably... You got to cut it Curiosity, off. Curiosity, enticement. 
Yeah. Somewhere in there. Don't let the desires grow. Right? Like here I am sitting, we're doing a podcast. There's a window behind Teresa. I'm standing across a table. I can look at her and my notes and be focused on the task or I can look out the window at the little bit of the lake that I can see and the, and the mountain in the background. And Mm -hmm. every once in a while you see a car go by or somebody in a boat or whatever it might be. I could be paying attention to all of that and forget what I'm doing. (laughs) There's, I'm only at curiosity. Enticement would be meaning I like kind of want to go investigate, right? Yeah, I haven't out. got there yet. So there would be a turning spot there to the planning. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, right, <laughs> right, right, right. And so we have to be aware of the process too. in that decision making. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. We have to be aware of that process and understand that somewhere there is a natural way to get out of this. And yes. we have to start to identify those spots so that we don't get to the sinning, the continual sinning and destruction right, right. kind of time frame or no, logic. Can you read uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 13? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yeah. So the disciples ask, teach us how to pray, and Jesus says, learn your escape plan. Yeah. Learn it. Yeah. Learn that there is actually a know way that to it's coming, this. Know but... this. Pray to God that you can see the way out of this that you would understand the things that catch you, trap you, trick you, and that you would start to put yourself into spots where um, you're not you're not going that way, right? Mm-hmm. So some of these things are like you intervene, you know, God can intervene in specific ways, like you're thinking of doing something and a Christian friend shows up or right. you, you right. read Absolutely. scripture or scripture comes we'll to mind, yeah. those kinds of things. Second one is he can give you good sense. Right, an answer to that, you know, praying not to be led into temptation. It's like, well, I have a problem with, uh, you know, gluttony, so maybe I shouldn't go to the candy store or the all-you-can-eat buffet or the all-you-can-eat <laughs> buffet or, you know, whatever it might be. And, it's, and I'm always reluctant to pick options like that and use them as examples because you never know what anybody's struggling with. Because I, know. I don't want to make light of of that, but the reality is we all fall for the same things, and it goes right back to. We take mm-hmm. a created thing and we make it in our minds much more valuable to us than the creator. Yeah. And so we replace, we replace God, the father, the son, and yeah. the Holy spirit with something in this world. And we can literally do that moment by moment with something as silly as a chocolate bar. Totally. Or, or that's where we find our comfort and our, yeah. our joy or our identity yeah. and instead yeah. of in Christ. It's just that thing that we're willing to change stuff for just for that. The third way is supernatural strength. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18 says. Sorry, I was just (laughs) jumping on it. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So I think it's important here to like, we read it. Oh, Jesus went to the desert for 40 days. and Oh, he was hungry. He didn't eat. He was being tempted. No, he suffered. Yeah, Those were days where he suffered. Yeah, and I use this one to show it to people, to remind them that being tempted is not sin. Yes, Jesus went to the cross sinlessly perfect. Yes. But yet he was tempted just like us. So when we realize, we go thinking back to that curiosity, enticement, planning to sin, sinning, and continual sin leading to destruction. Way, way back at the start, Jesus was there too. He was part of that that process. He stood up under it with the scripture that he had learned and the ability to move out through the God-ordained escape route that had been given to him. And so, like, one of the things is I'm, you know, people come, and, and I do pastoral counseling and a bunch of other stuff. People will come in and say, I am so tempted to do these things, and I just don't know what to do with that. Okay, well, learn to turn. 
back towards God. But the temptation is not the sin. Embracing the temptation and taking that thing is. Giving into it. So yep. we need to know where the right where the right line is or the wrong line to cross is. Right? We don't want to cross that line. We want to stay away from it, but knowing that temptation is inevitable in our lives. Yes. Uh, Romans chapter eight, verse five. Romans eight five. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. Yeah. And then it starts in your mind, eh? What you're yeah, thinking about. Absolutely in your mind. And, and then, then Jude chapter one, verse twenty four. We'll do them both real quick. Okay. That sounds good. Jude one twenty four. I'm on the wrong page. Now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Yeah. You want to keep going because yeah. it's like the it's benediction the, it's for... Benediction. It's a favorites. great... It is. It's one of my so, favorites. So the reality is God is able to keep us from stumbling, falling, hmm. succumbing Yes, when we follow and obey him, right? There's, there's a reality like we're... And it, and it sounds harsh like, yeah, I got to obey God. Yeah, well, one of the things he told you to do was flee temptation. Yeah. Right? So when you feel tempted... And flee. Not out, just walk away. Get out of there. Not just turn away. Right? Flee so from flee. it. Like flee. run away. Don't flirt with it. <laughs> flee from yeah. it. Right? So he's able to keep us from falling. Oh, sorry. Uh, the temptation is limited in power. And we do have the strength to resist. Because you're tempted doesn't mean you have to succumb. Right. Which right? we don't always realize that. And then what happens when you do succumb? You have this guilt and it's this downward spiral. Well, you need to yeah. get up, which usually, repent. Which usually leads you into yeah. more kinds of sin. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, keep working on your faith. Here is the thing. In the midst of all of this, God is faithful even when we're not. Yeah. He is faithful. He will deliver us. Even when we stumble and fall, we have to get to the spot where we can get uh, back to uh, fleeing temptation. Right? Mm-hmm. He will give us an escape. We just have to be looking for it oftentimes much earlier than we ever anticipated. Yeah, that is so true. And escape comes by his word Hmm. and his people Mm -hmm. and the good sense to flee. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the struggle in your personal life is. I don't know what the things are that trip you up in your walk of faith. I don't know what the temptations are that you uh, have in your life. Um, But I want to encourage you to say, God knows exactly what you're going through. Jesus was tempted just like you. Mm -hmm. The difference here is he equipped himself with his word for defense. He surrounded himself with people for defense. And he had the good sense to flee when the opportunity arose and he saw it uh, for the glory of God. I want to encourage you to try to do the same. Mm. Uh, Fill your mind with scripture. We went through a bunch today. Um, you can rewind the pod, listen to it again, write those down and start to learn them. Understand where it is. Put yourself in a spot where you have godly people around you who are contending for the faith with you and praying for you. Yeah. And then when you see the opportunity to flee from temptation, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.